What's Up Future PTAs. For those of you taking the exam in January 2023, listen up. This message is for you because we are hosting a last minute review session on Sunday, December 18th to help recap everything, make you feel super prepared for exam day, address your anxieties, common topics that will show up on the exam, and have a live Q&A where we can answer questions and make sure you feel super prepared. The link is down in the show notes down below. Thank you for your continued support. Now on to the show. All right, guys. So today we're going to go over hypertension. So the big thing to understand about hypertension is this can lead to a lot of problems. So understanding that when it comes to treating hypertension, that this is a big, serious thing. It can lead to a lot of comorbidities that can cause lots of problems. And I would say this is the number one risk factor for really bad conditions like uh, CVAs, especially hemorrhagic strokes, aneurysms, brain aneurysms, um, any sort of myocardial infarctions, you know, increasing risks of kidney disease is bad, is bad. So just, we got to modify it. We got to take care of it. All right, guys, let's go into the anatomy associated with our hypertension. So the big thing we're understanding is this is hypertension in the way of like high blood pressure in the arteries. Remember, our veins have like barely any blood pressure. And by the time we get back to the vena cava, the pressure in the veins is like zero. So really what we're caring about is our pressure in our arteries. And the big one that we usually look at is going to be like our uh, brachial artery and stuff like that. That is the big thing that we're going to see for a lot of these conditions. So arteries, the big thing we're looking at is the lumen of the arteries. That is the, the hollow part in the middle. And as that decreases in size, the pressure is going to increase. And that's an important thing to know about. I'm going to talk about that in just like a second. But understanding that normal blood pressure should be less than 120 over 80. 120, the top number being the systolic blood pressure. So, so that's the maximum pressure that it's going to uh, be pressed on the arter arterial walls when we open up. So as we push out, so we push out, that's going to be our 120. And then whatever we go back to is our diastolic pressure. So that's going to be our 80 when we're talking about our pressure. So it pushes out, goes to 120, relaxes back down to about 80. We always have that pressure in the arteries because blood needs to be flowing. Now, what I was talking about earlier with pressure is inversely related to diameter. So if we're looking at a blood vessel and our diameter is starting to decrease in size, maybe that's due to, you know, plaque buildup or something, we're going to notice blood is going to start flowing faster and pressure is going to increase. So the way I like to think about this is that we don't want our arterial our arterial walls to decrease in size and get smaller because one, it could completely occlude and then we have clot and that's not good. Or we could see that we're increasing our blood pressure to astronomical levels because there's literally no space for it to go. So the way I like to think about this is think about when you were like a little kid and you were playing with hoses, unless you still do this, I still do this. Anyways, you're playing with a hose and you put your, like the, if you just have the hose like normal, it's going out a little bit not too much. It's going like, you know, maybe like a two feet in front of you. That's fine. Let's say you see your friend who's like 10 feet away. How are you going to get them to get sprayed with water? Well, you're going to put your finger over the top. You're going to start to close the, um, close the opening of it. And so what that's going to do is the, the water's going to squirt out even faster, even farther. The pressure is going to increase and it's going to go a lot farther. You're going to notice that that's what happens in our arteries. As we decrease the size, as we decrease and occlude everything, the pressure starts to increase. And then we're having problems because we're not squirting our friends. We're putting ourselves at risk of a heart attack. So that's the best way that I like to think about this and understanding, oh, yeah, that's not good. So there's math equations for that, but we don't like math here. So we're going to skip that. 
All right, guys, so the etiology, when we have primary hypertension, primary being like it happens by itself, um, insidious onset, we're not really sure. Sometimes people just, you know, genetic risk factors for hypertension. Sometimes people's just resting levels end up being higher, but it still will have the same negative side effects as if it was like just nor like it's not it's still bad basically secondary hypertension occurs secondary to some other pathology so most likely the pathology that we're going to be seeing that's going to cause secondary hypertension is atherosclerosis so i have a picture down here and it's like lipid plaque deposits which are causing the arteries to narrow remember as i said when you put your finger over the hose it's going faster the pressure's increased not good at all we're seeing problems with that so let's do you know high lipid diet um like you know basically eating wrong foods and everything and then you know not working out to decrease our lipid supply so that's what we're seeing with that and then as we know that can cause other problems such as arterial insufficiency and you know peripheral vascular disease and stuff we see problems with that also not good see how hypertension leads to lots of problems and then here are our other disorders that can cause hypertension. So pregnancy can cause preeclampsia. Eclampsia is when you're like in a coma and you're basically dying. Preeclampsia is when we're seeing an increase in blood pressure during pregnancy. This can turn into a medical emergency. So these individuals need to be monitored. And if you know anybody who's pregnant, their blood pressure is creeping up, they need to get checked out immediately because this is one of those things that's like red flag, bad, not good. So again, if we see a patient in the clinic who's pregnant, we want to make sure that nothing bad is happening with them. Take blood pressure. If they're having blood pressure issues, monitor that because you can go from being fine to having preeclampsia, blood pressure episodes, and then being like, you know, hospitalized in a coma within two hours. Like it's very quick. I've seen family and friends and everything, you know, almost end up really bad, but they caught it just in time and they're off to the hospital. So that's another thing. As we see with kidney disease, remember, we don't want to hurt the beans. We need our kidneys. They're very important. If we're having an increase in blood pressure that's in the kidneys, remember how with our kidneys, they go into the afferent arterial, then they go around the glomeruli and, you know, they have to increase the pressure in there to push all the molecules out. If we have high blood pressure in their kidneys, that's going to push everything out. So we're seeing glucose and other molecules and proteins come out of there with the high blood pressure. Those do not filter well through the kidneys. That's going to cause problems. Think of it just clogging up the machinery, and then that can put us in kidney failure. We don't want that. You lose your kidneys and you're done. We want to make sure we're good. Medication side effects that we're going to see. Um, some medication side effects, just they get really weird and high blood pressure ends up being one of them. Can't think of one off the top of my head, but that ends up being one of them as well. Stress is a big one. Quit your job, guys. If your job's stressing you out too much and you're like, blood pressure's through the roof, it's not worth it. I tell my dad this all the time, not worth it. Don't stress yourself out because yes, stress is one of those risk factors that can lead to hypertension, which then that's why you see that guy who's working that really high stress business job or whatever. I don't know. Throwing, you guys are imagining this person. They're like, they're, they're losing their hair. Their like wife hates them and everything. And they're stressing themselves out. And then they end up having a heart attack and dying. Like it's not worth it. Um, congenital heart vessel defects is just the heart has um, either malpositioning or like they had to have surgery to correct it some sort of congenital heart defect again more at risk for hypertension so I kind of went out off on a limb on that guys are on a tangent but important to know so what does this look like for patient presentation so when we have a patient 
who has hypertension. Here are some of the risk factors that we'll see with this patient. So more common in individuals of African descent, more common in men than women, most more common in postmenopausal women than any other type of women, and then more common in older adults because we're losing the elasticity of our vessels. So it just keeps pushing, gets higher and higher. Um, here are some conditions. And then as I talked before, here are some conditions that are associated with hypertension, such as pregnancy, sleep apnea can increase your blood pressure because, again, you're not breathing. As you're not breathing, you're getting hypoxic, and that's increasing the pressure on the arteries, and then <gasps> you finally breathe. Not good. And then diabetes as well. Usually, this is type 2 diabetes associated with you know poor diet when we're having that atherosclerosis buildup. And so we're going to see hypertension with that, with the narrowing of the blood vessels, with the lipid buildup. That's what's going on with that. And then, as I said before, hypertension is a very serious thing. We want to address it and preach the importance of maintaining, you know, appropriate blood pressure to our patients because they could end up stroking out, which then we have more problems, having a heart attack, which then we have more problems, or having an aneurysm rupture somewhere, which then we have all more problems. And those more problems could include dying. So we want to make sure that we're letting our patients know this is the highest modifiable risk factor, like most of, most important modifiable risk factor that will decrease the chance of having these conditions. Um, here are some other things that will help decrease our um, blood pressure levels, almost a blood sugar, blood pressure levels. It's going to stop smoking. Generally, smoking has no good benefit to you. Stop smoking. That's the big one. Um, stress levels, as I said before, it's just a job. So, um, Take that as you will, telling patients they need to decrease their stress levels, either getting themselves out of stressful situations or, you know, practicing more like, you know, meditative, deep breathing exercises, um, sedentary lifestyle. Again, the more you sit down, the more everything builds up in your arteries, the less that you're able to move around, actually, you know, work out those blood vessels and everything. And we're going to see an increase in blood pressure because, you know, exercise will lower blood pressure with like, you know, progressive, like not just progressive resisted, but like, you know, prolonged aerobic exercise, excessive alcohol use. Again, alcohol kind of was smoking. There's really no big benefit to that. Not good. Um, and then excess sodium consumption. Cause remember, if you have a lot more sodium, then you're retaining more water. We'll see more water building going into the plasma because our plasma is mostly water. It's going to press on the arteries. It's going to fill up the arteries even more causing increased blood pressure. So that's why we'll tell patients who are at risk for a heart attack, be on a low sodium diet. And then they hate it because nothing's seasoned. All right, guys, so this is an important thing to be showing you guys. So I'm going to make sure that you guys can see this. This is going to uh, be talking about our blood pressure category. So we see that we have um, normal is less than 120 and less than 80. So bl blood pressure for normal is both, it's like less, like it's not 120 over 80. It is 119, I mean, yeah, 119 over 79 or lower. Like that is normal. Elevated would be that you have uh, a systolic of 120 to 129 and less than 80. So this would be an example. This would be 120 over 75. That would be still elevated because the systolic is higher. The diastolic is still low. High blood pressure, which would be hypertension stage one, would be a systolic of 130 to 139 or a diastolic of 80 to 89. So what this would be is if we had our 120 over 80, that would be actually be considered hypertension stage one because our diastolic number is one, it's like, you know, either or kind of thing is one of those uh, within 
the higher blood pressure. And so um, another way we would see this would be like 135 over 75. That could that would still be hypertension because we're looking at either one of the numbers. That's why I love this image so much because it just makes it all make sense. So high blood pressure, I would say, I remember this as like, you know, 135 over 85. That's just my way of remembering things, but understanding it could be if one number is in the range that is considered hypertension, it's still hypertension. Doesn't matter. It could literally be 135 over 65. That would still be hypertension stage one, or it could be, you know, 120 over, you know, 89, still hypertension stage one. Hypertension stage two, this is the easier one to remember. 140 or higher for systolic or 90 or higher for diastolic. So it could be either one. So we could have one, 145 over 80, still stage two hypertension. We could have 120 over 95. That would still be stage two hypertension. So understanding it could be either or number. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, check out the YouTube video. going to make it a, like just the visual helps so much more. All right, guys. And then hypertensive client crisis. This is where you're like ER immediately. You're done with therapy. We're done. We got to go figure this out because this is where somebody could stroke out. You don't want this. So this would be a systolic pressure above 180 or a diastolic higher than 120. So, I mean, I don't know if someone's putting in here and they're like 190 over like a hundred. I'm like, no, not good. Not good. Um, and so these are our red flag numbers. So our red flag numbers is if your systolic is higher than 180 or if your diastolic is higher than 120 and you could be 165 over 125, that's still hypertensive crisis because we are one of those numbers is higher. All right, guys, so how are we treating it? So there's a lot of medications out there to treat hypertension. I know this is getting long, but this is this is probably like one of the most important topics to be talking about hypertension because it's going to lead to all the other problems. So medications that we can use, we can use ACE inhibitors, or that's angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors, beta blockers, our diuretics, which are just going to decrease the volume in our uh, blood vessels because remember it's mostly water that's why we didn't want the sodium because you know water follows salt kind of thing calcium channel blockers anti-hyperlipidemic agents these are the ones that are going to address the plaque buildup and decrease all of our cholesterol levels again higher levels of cholesterol increased risk of hypertension and then alpha adrenergic antagonist agents so these are all the medications that are going to address it so just be familiar with some of the brand names of this. I would say the biggest ones to think about are like Vasotec, which is an ACE inhibitor, Loprosor, which is a beta blocker, and then Lasix as a diuretic. Lasix is like the most common medication I see like any of my patients on. They just are like, here's your water pill. There you go. Take care of it. Awesome. Um, if you're in my prep course, I have the video that talks about all of these medications in grave detail. Definitely check that one out. Um, for everybody else, the big thing to understand about these medications is that when it comes to the medication, be aware of what are the side effects that are associated with the various different types of medication. So one of these ones would be postural hypotension. So if we're, you know, giving them a medication to make their blood pressure go down, we could overshoot as we're figuring out our dosage and then have them go way too low. So this is where we have to be careful, like when we're rising from sitting, going from supine to sit, our positional changes, checking their blood pressure so they don't bottom out. So basically you could have a person who was in there for hypertension. They were like 145 over 85 or something like that. And then when we give them their medication, they end up dropping to like 90 over 50. And so you got to be careful as we're figuring it out with those positional changes, because the last thing you want is for someone to stand up and then just fall over. Because remember, boards a safety test, people falling is generally not ideal. 
All right, guys. So then you're going to monitor the patient's blood pressure with the at-home blood pressure cuff. If they're able to, you know, those little machines, you can buy them at CVS. They're, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. Um, and then you'll measure it throughout the day. And that'll be great. So then you can get like the log of readings. So then we can kind of see like, okay, is the medication working? Is it not? Like, because we're the ones who are going to be working with them. And then if it's not working, we kind of tell the doctor or we tell the patient, tell the doctor, we all tell the doctor, we need to change this. Um, and then you can inform and educate the patient about their modifiable risk factors. So if your patient's coming in, blood pressure 160 over 100, and he's like smoking a lot, you gotta be like, Joe, Joe, I don't think the cigarettes are going to be helping you in this case. Obviously, you're going to be, you know, educating them as like, you know, the therapist and stuff, but basically telling the patient like, hey, here are some ways we can also decrease our blood pressure. I know we're exercising right now, but here are some other things that are going to help it along like faster, which will be better. They like it faster and better. All right, guys, keywords to understand is any of the medications that I previously listed, those are all going to address hypertension. There are so many medications out there that address hypertension. It does help to know the mechanism of action of like what they do, like how our ACE inhibitors stop angiotensin 2 from converting and all of that stuff. Um, but for the sake of the boards, really, you just got to know this is this medication. It does this. What are our implications for PT? You can get you can get by on 90% of the questions with just that. You You will be okay. Ideal blood pressure would be less than 120 over 80. Like both of those numbers need to be less than that. So then being aware of the categories of hypertension. So this big um, chart I told you about, they literally might ask you, they might give you a number and say like, what stage is this? They might even do that. So definitely be aware of that. Understanding atherosclerosis is going to increase the risk of hypertension. Diabetes mellitus, again, that's going to increase risk of hypertension, especially if it's type 2. Preeclampsia is high blood pressure during pregnancy, and then anything that's going to narrow the lumen, such as the atherosclerosis, atherosclerosis, that's going to cause increase in blood pressure because of our hose example with putting the finger over the hose. All right, guys, sample question. A physical therapist assistant is treating a patient diagnosed with hypertension. The patient is currently on Vasotech to control their hypotension. What is the most important factor that should be taken into consideration when helping a patient with mobility and transfers? So what's the most important thing helping this patient with mobility and transfers since they're on base attack? Number one, the patient will have a diminished heart rate response to exercise. Number two, be cautious and slow with transfers to avoid a sudden drop in blood pressure. Three, the patient will require frequent trips to the bathroom secondary to the side effects of this medication. Or four, the patient could easily bruise and bleed if they bump into a wall or fall during treatment. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that. guys, so the most important factor to be taken into consideration is understanding a patient on Vasotec that's an ACE inhibitor. We're, we're uh, lowering their blood pressure. So actually, I put hypotension. It should be uh, control their hypertension. Um, I actually kind of gave away the answer here. But understanding that this is going to cause them to drop their blood pressure very quickly. So um, being careful with this patient that when we're doing transfers and mobility training, that we are very slow and deliberate and making sure the patient's okay, no dizziness, no symptoms as we're going through this to make sure that they're going to be all right when they're moving around. So um, for prep course people, I'll be correcting this on the slide. 
the patient will have number one talks about the patient having a diminished heart rate response to exercise. This is very true for a patient who's on an ACE inhibitor. A lot of these medications are going to, uh, especially ACE inhibitors, beta blockers and calcium channel blockers. All of those are going to end up having a diminished heart rate response to exercise. Um, and this is just because of the mechanism of action of the medication. And so with these patients, when we're doing exercise with them, we'll have to go off of rate of perceived exertion for all of these patients on their uh, hypertensive medications to make sure that we're, you know, getting an appropriate intensity of exercise and not overworking the patient. Because it could be like, you know, the patient's on the bike and like, let's say me and this patient are on the bike and like my heart rate's up to 130 and theirs is still like 90 it's because it's a diminished heart rate response to exercise, even though me and this dude are like going the same pace and everything. And we're, you know, feeling the same intensity. My heart rate will go up because I'm not on a medication. His will not because he's on the medication. All right, guys, patient requiring frequent trips to the bathroom, secondary side effects of the medication. That's going to be our Lasix patient. So Vasotec is an ACE inhibitor. Lasix is a diuretic. If they're on a diuretic, understand this patient's probably going to be going to the bathroom like two or three times during like the hour session. That's just how it be. Just don't let them use it as an excuse to only get 20 minutes of exercise in. They'll just have to pee frequently. That's just how it is. Uh, number four, a patient could easily bruise. That's more associated with our patients who are on those antiplatelets like Plavix or something like that, um, or on like throm thrombolytics and stuff like that. Um, not so much thrombolytics, more so our antithrombotic agents. Basically anything that's going to be a blood thinner, that's what we have to worry about because they can easily bruise. All right, guys, this was a lot, but it's very important. This is probably the most common condition that you're ever going to see in regardless of any setting you're in. So this was a lot, but I think I covered pretty much everything. So take care, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.